Hello, welcome along to the Feature Length Podcast. I'm Richard Newman, but the real experts on all things film is this man, Seth Mason. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah? That's nice. You like that? Yeah. Good. I feel all big-headed. Um, anyway, yeah, um, we've got sort of plenty of things to get through today. Um, reviews coming up for uh, Tink Taylor Soldier Spy, Drive, Warrior, and Crazy Stupid Love. Plus, it's been a little while since our last pod, so we'll round up a few others with our box office top ten. We'll also look back at the highlights from the summer as well as we start to move into the autumn season. Mm, the good ones and the bad ones. Yeah, if you've got some on your mind already. Well, I think there were some that stood out in good and bad ways. So, <laughs> All right, yeah. okay. Um, we're going to start, I think, with Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, um, which um, I, I think is fantastic. But you, I mean, you take it away. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, one of the most anticipated Eagerly films. anticipated, yeah. Certainly mine. Yeah, well, it was very eagerly anticipated. It was, everyone got very excited about it. You know, British film back again. Woo! You know, like, even stuff like Harry Potter, The Inbetweeners, it had been a very, very strong summer. And even though this is obviously a completely different film, um, it was sort of putting British film back in the spotlight. Very exciting, great cast, great, you know, trailers, everything looked really promising. And it, I I'm, I'm, sound like I'm building this up for a fool. It, it wasn't a fool at all. Um, but I think it caught a lot of people off guard because it's a thriller, it's a spy drama. Um, that's how it was pitched. And it it wasn't a big uh, shoot 'em up uh, like some people were expecting. Do you think people did expect that? I think people did. I think people... The thing about the film is that even the people who love it, um, and I really like it myself, and I know you properly love it, um, will admit it is slow paced. It is slow paced, but it's not. But it is slow paced, but it doesn't fail it, I know. to hold oh, your exa- attention. Exactly, and that's what's very interesting about it, and that's what makes it so successful is that it it's got this very sort of uh, sort of monotone almost mm. sort of feel to it. Um, the only criticism I can bring out of that is the fact that it doesn't always feel uh, genre wise. You can't really tell if there's a genre when. Do you know what I mean? In terms of when, when it ramps up to thrills and when there's, you know, sort of a bit of humour, it all just feels... Do you know what I mean? It's quite hard to sort of define it. Um, I get what you're... But it is, it is a crime thriller. Yeah, oh yeah. But it's, it's that whole thing of just saying that, you know, this isn't James Bond, Gary Oldman isn't going to walk in with two girls on his arm in a suit with a martini. <laughs> it's kind of, this is the real gritty, dark, you know, horrible colours, dingy offices... Fantastically um, shot though. Cinematography Fantas- is know, amazing. It's, uh, it's well, it's Thomas Alfredson who did let the right one in. Yeah. Um, and you know, not so you know, sort of you know, little kind of vampire, you know, European vampire film, not the obvious choice for sort of a, a you know, a kind of British institution. Um, but yeah, framed so well, beautifully shot. The cinematography, the the the, just the atmosphere of it all is just absolutely um superb. Um. And I mean, yeah, I mean, even as I say, even if you're sort of, you know, annoyed by the slow pace or whatever, everything you are looking at on screen, it's just sort of it's it's too good to not. Do you know what I mean? Get a lot out of which includes the actors, which the acting is the amazing. Acting exactly. As well. And there's no one there's no kind of weak link. You've got, you know, John Hurt, Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch, Colin Firth in these sort of, you know, quite big support roles everyone has quite a lot to do Tom Hardy Tom Hardy who will come back to later as well who's yeah doing well this month Um, and even Kathy Burke yeah which yeah not known for her films but and she's posh in this which is a bit disconcerting well ish because usually not really posh she's really posh in this is she yeah Mm, I disagree with that I think oh really okay well fair enough um, she definitely had just, a high profile role once within just, the secret yeah. service I mean it's it's just a great story because it's just 
you know, it's Gary Oldman who is is understated but very, 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 very strong um, as George Smiley, the lead character, um, trying to find this mole and that you know this this paranoia of knowing that someone you know one of these people who you are watching continuously, who are all working together is you know the spy, the mole. Um, yeah, it was very exciting. We went to um, the Empire big screen, obviously, just over a month ago. Yeah. And um, we spoke to the, um, we didn't speak to, but the, uh, we had a, a Q&A session with the producers at Working Title. It did suggest that there is a possibility that we will see more films featuring George Smiley because there are more yeah. books. Yeah, Gary Oldman said that in them as well. Some of the film, uh, some of the books, I think, are quite hard to to film. Was mm. the was the consensus from some of the actors and the creative team in terms of you know what they've been saying in terms of press for the you know for this film. But very so, good feedback. So do you think that you know well, there'll yeah. probably be some sort of clamour for that? Oh yeah, I mean it's still. I kind of predicted. Um, I thought it might be kind of. I thought it would be the new King's Speech. I thought it would be the kind of film that would get you know people that don't go to the cinema would go and see it. It would be loved. It would have real repeat viewings. I don't quite know if it's going to have that kind of impact. Um, it's done. It's doing really well. It's strong. It's still at num- you know number one at the box office and everything. Um, and I think people really really appreciate a good kind of classy you know drama and everything um you know it's very popular on television and everything at the moment you've got all these you know um anyway blah uh but yeah very uh, very good okay so finally are we going to see that as a oscar nomination probably okay probably. out of 10 um definitely bafta nomination i think the baftas will be all over it even if the oscars aren't okay um out of 10 you can go you remember the decimal point system yeah, yeah, it's available yeah. to you should you wish to use it 8.5 8.5 yeah very strong okay a crazy stupid love yeah uh, next then um good uh, good cast in this one yeah Steve great Naf Ryan title. Gosling. yeah not a good title i haven't Don't seen this one yet this is something i might see this evening based on your title. based on your review of course i might see this this evening well um God, you're being really nice today what you're being about really you? nice today yeah yeah well yeah anyway well, apologies um, for that that's all right Don't listeners apologize yeah, yeah. sycophantic behavior <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Crazy Stupid Love, um, a sort of a more grown-up, question mark, uh, kind of romantic comedy, um, intertwining stories, kind of like an American Love one. Actually. Okay. No, not silly, not like crass, not poo jokes, okay. um, just kind of quite grown-up dialogue. It's a bit smug sometimes, um, but it's got, I mean, it's, again, it's got great performances. Steve Carell, who I kind of... Sometimes I like, sometimes I don't. I warm to him more in films, and you really, really warmed him in this in this film. Um, his storyline, you know, he he him and his wife break up right at the beginning of the film. He she dumps him, uh, and he sort of has a bit of a crisis about it, and is still in love with her. And that's Julianne Moore. And, and that's Julianne Moore, who's again is good. She doesn't have as much to do, uh, maybe as, as some of the others, but she's very strong in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he meets this this guy in a bar, Ryan Gosling, who's kind of the you know the man of the bar who's always sort of chatting to different people every night, you know, going home with someone every night uh, and is trying to just sort of... Much like yourself. Yeah, much like myself, exactly. Um, See, really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Exactly. And, um, yeah, it just basically tries to bring his kind of, you know, masculinity back or whatever. Um, And there is a bit of an awkwardness there because you sort of... There are times when you're watching this and you think, oh, this is actually quite... Is this a really superficial storyline is this really shallow and the, the film plays with that a bit and it is i found sometimes a bit i don't know weird to watch it, it you kind of feel a bit uncomfortable but but anyway that's just one very slight criticism um is it funny it is funny yeah yeah it is funny yeah. laugh out loud funny um 
Yes. Every times, five minutes you get a laugh. A few times. I mean, Ryan Gosling has the sort of sharp wit going on that you appreciate. Steve Carell. Emma, Steve Emma Stone, who's a very strong sporting character in it, um, who has her own sort of storyline. She sort of um, is the one that got away for Ryan Gosling. And, you know, and of course, being a sort of intertwining comedy drama, you know, she has her own stuff to do and fits in with all the other storylines. And she has this great kind of goofy but quite sharp quality to her comedy. Mm-hmm. She was, of course, made her name in Easy A, um, going to be in the new Spider-Man. Um, uh, so, yeah, she, she, I mean, she has a lot to do in it. She's really good. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's the whole film. It's glossy. It's sort of throwaway. Um, but it's sort of got a, a bit more to it than quite a lot of the other films. And there are some really, really ridiculous scenes as it nears the end, which kind of threaten to undermine it. One at a school graduation and the other in uh, Julianne Moore's garden, um, if you're looking out for those. And those scenes almost threaten to kind of, you know, undo the good that had gone before. But um, but no, I mean, it's it's smart, it's funny, um, and it's it's a very good... It, it does what it wants to do very well. So out, yeah. Out of ten. For, for men and women, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, is it more like... Because I've not, I'm not going to see this on my own because I thought this is the one I'm going to see. No, I think it's just a kind of, well, yeah, no. I mean, I think, well, I Good think there is a movie. bit, I think, yeah, I think there is definitely a bit of that, but I think it's quite, I mean, obviously the focus is kind of on relationships and love, but I think it's got a, a grown up kind of drama angle to it that can also just make it a, you know. A good first date film. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that as well. Yeah. Peter you're try, you're trying date. to peg the whole romantic date thing and I'm trying to move away from it. Right, but okay. yeah, there's, as I said, it, it kind of works on all, on both levels. So yeah. Okay. But it works better than, than Warrior with the, um. First date thing, yeah. yeah uh, we're going to come on soon now, but out, out of ten, then crazy stupid love. Uh, oh, seven, oh, seven, 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 maybe seven point five. <laughs> yeah, maybe seven point five. Yeah. Okay. Um. So next on to uh to Warrior. Yeah. Um. Which um is actually something that I I really loved. I saw this one last week. Uh, Tom Hardy in mm-hmm. this one as well, who looks like a tank, an absolute mm-hmm. tank, and this he, for me. Mm-hmm. I take preference for this one over something like The Fighter last year. Is that controversial? Um, no. They're both very strong films. They're a bit They're different. They're both about brothers that fight in kind of, you know... Of course, The Fighter's got more sort of a focus... Lower class American on, settings. Yeah. More more focus on what, sorry? The whole drug issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. that's more yeah. about... that's. It's, I think it's less about the fighting until the end, whereas Warrior is, is very focused on it all the way through. And yeah course one man struggles to get the money yeah. for yeah. And one man trying to bury his past and yeah exactly but and i thought it was quite more mystery done. around it more mystery more kind of more emotion i more think te- more tense almost because you're you're kind of learning more throughout warrior whereas the fighter it was kind of all there for you to see he's a drug addict he's the good one you mm. know this is what's going on um whereas there's more to sort of pick away at with warrior and that kind of makes it very interesting in itself i mean i really i really do like it um but i i kind of think it's it's nothing that hasn't been seen before maybe it is a, i think um, it's quite an adrenaline fueled yeah, yeah, film yeah, which... it is i mean it's a, it's very much a character piece and a very solid character piece i just think people have maybe got a little bit um overexcited about it i mean as, as you say it's 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 kind of you know it's the two brothers it's played by tom hardy and this australian actor called joel Edgerton. who reminds me of someone who is he going to remind me of i don't is know it, is it russell crowe so maybe he maybe he reminds you of Sam Worthington a bit. It might be Sam it Worthington. It might be Sam Worthington. Yeah, I think yeah. there is definitely a bit of that there. Maybe um, that's what he is. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's he was he sort of had a few bit parts over the years. He's been in um he was in Animal Kingdom, which was a great, really kind of brutal Aussie thriller mm-hmm. from last year. 
he had a good part in that. Um, and yeah, it's it's sort of it's interesting because it's a very long film. It's two hours twenty minutes. Doesn't feel like it. No, it. But yeah, you're right. It kind of it not, doesn't. Not it for doesn't, me. No, the first half of the film I think kind of belongs to Joel Edgerton. It's all about him getting back into fighting, all the financial drama, you know, the relevance of all that with keeping you know, the family together yeah, in their home, their, you know, all that. And then the second half of the film kind of uh, belongs more to Tom Hardy. I'd say yeah. that's when his character and his storylines kind of ramp up and everything. Um, but having said that, obviously it flips between the two, and everyone always, you know, is 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 their stories are always being built on and everything. Um, and then of course there's all this subplot and drama to do with the dad of the two, who's you know um, been an alcoholic for many years, disgraced them. See, it all just explaining it, it all just kind of sounds a bit cliche. Yeah, it, I know it, it sounds is. bad, but it, I mean it is, you know, it is a good film. So we'll we'll it's let it brutal. It is brutal, and I kind of wish. Well, actually, I don't. I'm. I just think there are times when it's not as gritty. As it maybe I don't know, kind of could be, or maybe even should be. In what know. way? Do I you s- mean? I don't know. I just think some of the the brutal elements of the characters and their past and everything are kind of glossed over a bit. If that makes sense mm-hmm. at all, no. Maybe Joel Edgerton's character a little bit. Maybe or we don't really know much about Nick Nolte, who plays the their dad, of course. Yeah, who, yeah. We don't know what his real backstory is. I think he's meant to no. be a boxer, an ex-boxer, yeah, yeah. Um, who obviously hasn't treated we never do we really ever find out what happened the way he like because they the, well, not really the, i mean and this is the another... two the two brothers are basically basically hate their father yeah based on something that happened with their them their mum and dad well, when he they was were younger. drunk and he beat his, he beat their mum and everything there was an issue um, there where she obviously moved out and there was there was all a, a situation which was alluded to the whole way through which you don't actually know what it was yeah well, I've, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's the thing about resolutions and everything. It's it's a it's a narrative film. It's very much a story mm. from kind of beginning to end. And at two hours and 20 minutes, I think, and the people I saw it with as well, we kind of had that, well, for the sake of having this film for two hours and 20 minutes long, couldn't you have thrown another five minutes on and maybe resolve things just that little bit better? It's It's left... You kind of know the direction everything's going in, but it would be nice maybe to have just a little more clarity on the characters. Okay, out of ten. Um, your character. Your... Out of that, uh, ooh, probably eight. Okay, yeah. uh, drive. Drive. Oh, drive. Here it comes. Because, Here um, it comes. I love this as well, and I think yeah. it. I think you've said on, on Twitter or Facebook or something that it's your it's your probably Other your favorite media film. Available. <laughs> <laughs> probably your favorite film. Of the year, and, maybe uh, I maybe. Think, think possibly I might join you in. Maybe that, that was a post-film, you know, swept wow. upness. Yeah, but, but, but looking still, back at it, several days on, the wowness remains. Um, so drive it's Ryan Gosling so barely says way. anything. But yeah, very introverted character. Uh, um, yeah, very very cool. Stop! You actually just stroked him on the screen there. No, it was it was what my, it looked like that. Didn't <laughs> you it? literally just stroked Ryan Gosling on your. It's more the fact that my diction's so good, okay, Seth, no, that I sort of enunciated and like, spat over my computer. See, he gets his shirt off in Crazy Stupid Love, Rich, so you'll like that. Oh, so great! Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, great. there we go. So you're all right. You're Something all right. for everyone. You're right. Exactly. Um, um, but it is no. I was saying to you, it's kind of genuine cool. It's not trying hard cool. It's just ah. Oh. The soundtrack, the look, the... it makes L.A. I always think L.A. in films. I don't really like L.A. as a place. No, I've of. never heard anything good about L.A. from people that have been. No, no, no. I mean, I went years ago and I didn't really like it. But I mean, just in terms of kind of how it's represented on film, you never kind of get, you know, you can make L.A., you can make New York look amazing on film, places all over the world. We just watched Jurassic Park again and just talking about this kind of issue of great. location on film, you can build these amazing worlds. And in this film, L.A. just plays such a, awesome for want of mm. an excited you know 
fanboy word. Um, it's that makes such an exciting character, the film. It's, it's those skyscrapers at night yeah, when they sort of throw the aerial neon, shots across. Almost nightmarish. Yeah. yeah really nice. Dank, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Um, fantastically directed. I'll let yeah. you uh, pronounce his name. Well, he's Danish. Well, let's have it. Let's have a go. Nicholas Windig Refn. Because it's R E F N. I think that's it. Looks it. Welsh. I think that's it. No, it's Danish. I know. Yeah, I know it's Danish, it but it looks Welsh. He's done this. Now. I mean, he did Bronson with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, which was great. A little more maybe off the wall than this. I don't know. Um, I, I I I I thought Bronson was a very very strong film, but this was just in a kind of class of its own compared a, to Bronson. A quick synopsis then. Um, um before we go back. Yeah. To... Well, he is, isn't he? Ryan Gosling, who is never named. His character is never named. No. Um, he is a driver and he, he officially, uh, you know, in terms of when he meets people throughout the film, he drives for movies. He's a stunt man, um, you know, sort of doing, um, car crashes and the like. Uh, but in real life he's actually kind of a, a sort of a getaway driver, mm-hmm. um, who has his five minute window. You don't go, he doesn't want to know what happens a minute before. He doesn't want to know what happens a minute after you have him for that five minutes as you keep hearing throughout the film. Yeah. And, um, catchphrase. yeah, it's almost kind of a bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much his catchphrase. And he gets drawn... Uh, on one of his sort of getaways go very wrong. Uh, he ends up with a load of money. Based a on a love for a girl. Really? Kind of based on... Yeah, based on a love for a girl. Which is Carrie Mulligan. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Who doesn't have that much to do. But right. in her scenes is very strong. And there's a real kind of heartbreaking moment in the lift. The lift is the best scene. Yeah. People who know the film... who People who have seen the film will absolutely know what we're talking about. Just in everywhere, it just has so much. There's just so much just characterization in just tiny moments and looks and just the the, the just the lightest of kind of actions and it's just oh worth so noting. Money. Worth noting, it's it's very violent when it it's when it's violent. Well, it kind it, of gets when it halfway is violent. through, doesn't it? Halfway through, it just starts becoming like whoosh, when it is violent, exploding it's very heads violent. and slash wrists and stabbed chests and yeah, and the blood comes thick and fast. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of style. I mean, it will not be for everyone, but it is very stylized um, and effective. I think the violence kind of um, not to say I, I particularly uh, enjoy violence per se, but was it was it Khan that he was Khan. best? Khan. 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 Yeah, Khan. he won best director at Khan. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, Khan. yeah, he did that. Um, the soundtrack. Amazing. The soundtrack is just punchy and epic and night timey and just. Spacey and synthy and just cool. Uh, come back, of, comes yeah, back cool, to the cool. cool. And this kind of like weird kind of 80s feel almost that some yeah. of it has and that Ryan Gosling kind of has and just little things about it. Um, and it's got great support from, you know, people like Brian Cranston, who is in Breaking Bad and um, was even back in Malcolm in the Middle. Very different, very different. And even, um, and even Nemo's dad from Funny Nemo. Albert Brooks. Yeah. yeah, he kind of, well, he kind of, he's a bit of a, you know, don't want a gangster, isn't he? Don't want to, well, yeah, he's a bit of a gangster, don't want to kind of do him down, a bit of a has-been. Um, what? Marlin from Funny Nemo? Oh, Albert Brooks. Nemo's dad? Yeah, the one well, who finds kind of Nemo? Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was his kind of... That's what the kid's known for. That's what the kid's known for, but not many of those kids are going to go and see Drive. That's 18, fair. 18, maybe one day. Rated drive. Maybe one day, maybe one day. I did, I did make up the point to, um, to my girlfriend, though, when we were in the cinema mm-hmm. that's Nemo's dad oh yeah oh yeah so it is he's in The Simpsons there you go. as well he plays Scorpio I think doesn't he in The Simpsons remember Homer's boss was he the kind of Bond villainy one yeah no I can't remember no I think he does look it up um, and yeah made on such a tiny budget and they make that stretch mm. so much I mean I think it was a really intense they filmed that and you know it was a 25-30 day job um, they just powered through it and um, 
yeah, cannot cannot say better things about it. Entertaining, witty, heartbreaking, uh, terrifying. Out of ten. Enthralling. Nine, maybe nine and a half. Okay. Nine point Crikey. Five. Yeah. That's huge. Maybe. That's it's, huge. It's is, that a, is that a record on I this I feel like an pod? alarm. Maybe some balloons should fall down <laughs> from the ceiling. But yeah, it's a... Oh, I'm sorry so for strong. the low budget room that we uh, so strong, forecast yeah. in. Well, you know, Drive made it work, so we can make it work too. <laughs> and we need to just wrap up a few other ones. So we'll quickly just whiz through the box office top mm-hmm. 10 for this week. At number 10, The Change Up. Yeah, which was um, smutty, a bit kind of in your face, brash, but it was all right. Same as most of the rest of yeah, those sort of films. Yeah, same as most of those kind of things. Like, you know, you, you wanted them to not, you know, oh, don't poo on that guy's face you know just just kind of <laughs> be a bit more sharp but yeah no it was it was it was entertaining enough number nine the smurfs yeah i think we did that one didn't we yeah yeah we're n- interested n- were you yeah, no, Three no, four. No. uh number eight jane eyre have you seen that i'm not a middle-aged lady so sadly i didn't get to see yeah. that but maybe one day okay number seven uh killer elite have you seen that one yet? i haven't seen that one that's clive no, owen and I, jason Slate. yeah it kind of and robert de niro and it kind of limped into cinemas um yeah. it hasn't had much of a it's, pr it's campaign very, around it. no it's kind of very much limped in and kind of limping out by the looks of it um I, I don't think i haven't heard great things but you know we'll see number six friends with benefits yeah it was quite fun it was kind yeah? of sassy is that, and is you that know, better than and beautiful people and just you know kind of like very disposable entertaining watch that's all crazy stupid love it's well it's for a comedy fix uh oh oh crazy stupid love is better okay but, you know it, it's by it's actually directed by the guy that did easy a um friends with benefits is um so it does have like a bit of an edge to it and it has some cool set pieces and you know and, and justin timberlake and mila kunis are, are good fun in it and everything so yeah it's worth a watch drivers at number five yeah um and number four the in-betweeners which you mm, liked oh i just yeah we'll, talk about, that in a minute. we'll talk about it in a minute actually uh number three warrior crazy stupid love is in it too and by a, a big distance over a million um tinker taylor soldier spy remains at number one um right it has been a really busy summer of well, films we, we took our kind of summer off didn't we we had a little summer break i'd say for the like the best of them we had a little summer hiatus yeah we? and Six although we keep off. saying we're going to keep coming back with more regular ones we'll try our very best but uh, we'll see how much we can do uh it has been re- very very busy we've seen the end of harry potter mm-hmm. uh, the reboots of several superheroes which of course most of them lining up to the same thing the avengers next year mm-hmm. uh, other heroes flopping with the critics i'm sorry about that jack, jack sparrow mm-hmm. uh, and uh, more mind-boggling alternative realities as well which have popped up through things like source code um so if you've been looking back at the highlights of the summer and some of the lowlights as well, um, <laughs> what are your standout films of the summer? Well, I think um, we both agree maybe that one of the the kind of out of the summer movies, quote unquote, the best one was probably Super 8. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I good. really, I just, again, watching Jurassic Park, which again is just quintessential Spielberg, was kind of bringing all these memories flooding back. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think that was just such a strong movie. I was so bummed that it went out of cinema so quickly. I really wanted to see that again. Um, so that I would say is probably the strongest of, of, of all the blockbusters. Um, the in-betweeners, I just, I, I, it's a kind of a love it or you hate it. I know not everyone who were big fans of the TV show felt the same, but I just thought it was just so perfectly observed as always. Yeah. I'm not going to agree with you on um, this one. One for our generation. Mm. Um, Kind of heroes of our generation, almost. Kind of I, the don't really feel like, I don't think I've ever got that caught up in the Inbetweeners. No, so, Super 8 definitely, uh, the Inbetweeners maybe not. Fan. I mean, the Inbetweeners is not a cinematic delight in terms of, you know, 
they try very they did that tv show thing of trying very hard at the beginning with sort of all these swooping shots of suburbia to try and make it cinematic didn't really work but i mean it's it's amazing fun and very very funny depending on your sense of humor so for me that was a highlight rise of planet of the apes was another one yeah very good a very very pleasant surprise that yeah um really strong movie and that's kind of um kept going all summer actually it's been very popular Mm. loads of people going to see it i think quite a repeat film uh kind of one as well i would like to see Um, that again actually me too me too um i think it ends today actually for us locally um art of getting but just just as usual there are a few kind of small little ones that kind of get Mm. lost i mean i personally thought the art of getting by um, was a very strong movie. That's kind of grown on me more and did more. Did we ever thought, review that one? I thought, I don't know if we did. There was kind of a strong... No. I think it came out just after the last one we did. Um, you enjoyed it, that, it just had, I did enjoy it, yeah. I just thought it had a different take on, on the kind of angsty teenager thing um, by making him a, a lot more kind of gem, genuinely childish, the character, Freddie Highmore. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was impressed with that one. Um, for me, it's oh, got to be... For me, it's Super 8. Yeah. And, and possibly I, I, I really enjoyed... Um, x-men as well yeah i'm still gonna put that in spring without wanting to is be it? yeah maybe i don't know i guess it was a summer beginning starts summer. so early these days isn't it it's i think that's the beginning of the May, summer bigger. blockbuster season really. yeah yeah so that's if it is that that's what i'm including yeah no that was that was very so your flops then what are they flops i don't know i guess cowboys and aliens was the biggest flop. so disappointing yeah, that was disappointing. so disappointing that was more and more fright night as well which we didn't have a chance to review on here i never saw that um i didn't really i usually love that kind of thing i saw the 80s one i didn't really get on with it and i thought with this cast with you know colin farrell who can be you know really sort of good entertaining actor can be very funny when he wants to be um you know christopher mintz plass you know great great actor um comedy actor you know david tennant as well who's actually quite Mm. a good comedy actor you know um, also in the cast and yeah it just really I don't know it, it kind of failed to lift off I thought um, so that was another big disappointment um, that and the Smurfs yeah that and the Smurfs yeah which obviously weren't that impressed with either mm-hmm. um, so that's it for this episode of Feature Length if you liked it pass it on put it on Facebook tweet it spread the word um, you can get catch us on Twitter as well which we do need to make more of an effort to actually uh, updating of it often more Seth Mason um, that is at feature length. So you said too many nice word. things. You need to balance out the universe. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Seth, that's your responsibility. Um, we'll be back soon, but for now, it's goodbye. <laughs>